Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is Dan Enriquez. And I'm Martin Burgess. And this is The Lamely Meeting. A podcast dedicated to the wonderful world of Mariah Carey. Where we break down all things Mimi. The short skirts. The big hair. Whatever. whatever. So grab a splash, sit back, and get ready to lamb out. Hey, Dan, we're back. Martin, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm just so excited about all the great feedback we've been getting. I can't believe it. it's been so amazing. I know. It's just a, a, been a week, and we've had tons of lambs from across the globe. Yeah. Around uh, the world. Do you know yeah. we have someone from Latvia? Latvia. London. Latvia and London. I like Australia. Those. Well, of course, the homeland of, the homeland. of Martin. Yes. Um, America. Yeah, so it's, it's been great, and we're so excited for episode number two. Do you know that we have reviews on iTunes already? Oh, my God. People are clicking five stars. They're writing comments. We love that. I know. We love that. So, I know we've been getting a lot through Twitter and stuff, but yeah. iTunes is great. Like, be sure to like us on iTunes, too. Yes. Yeah. What are we talking about today in the meeting? So, in today's Lamely meeting, um, we are doing the... Favorite moments of Mariah interviews. Yes. And we picked a, a, a good handful of them. About five, right? About five. And we strategically picked these because they not only show that Mariah is a beautiful vocalist, mm -hmm. but she's also a songwriter. Businesswoman. Sure, all the lambs know her as a songwriter, but also no, a businesswoman. Not everybody knows she's a songwriter. She still is. Well, like, if a lamb doesn't know she's a songwriter, then their lamely card is revoked and they need to take a test before they are reinstated. Well, they should stay tuned and they'll learn. <laughs> they'll learn. They'll catch up real no, quick. No, we got some really great interviews and it's going to give us a, a more in depth look at Mariah and uh, beyond the music. Behind the music. Behind the music. Yeah. Remember that VH1 show, Behind the Music? Yeah, do. Oh, I have a story about the other v the behind the music. Oh, are you talking about the one that she was going to do for oh, the, no, the that, memoirs? Oh, no, that was called... Wait, no, that for the was memoirs. called... No, 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 she was going to do one for Butterfly, but it wasn't all behind the music. It was Ultimate Albums. Oh, it, really? And she did, like, a whole hour thing, and they never aired it. No way. Yes, they never aired it. I'm so, I want to get my hands on that. Well, do you know, I have a story because... um. She was going to do uh, behind the VH1 behind the music. What was that show called? Behind, behind the, music, the music, right? Yeah. I won tickets to it. Shut up. Yeah, I won tickets. So, like, applied and, like, wrote why I loved her so much and I got tickets. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. It wasn't behind the music. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about. But it got cancelled. <sighs> yes, I know what you're talking about. It was a. The For concert... memoirs. No, it was VH1 Storytellers. So storytellers. 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 Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's what it was. I won tickets to that. I remember when they were doing that. Oh my God, I was so excited. That, like, the Ultimate Albums episode was cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do they do that? I don't so know. Crazy. VH1. But, uh, long story short, so I invited my friend from Australia. Because I didn't know any lambs at the time, so I put down my Australian lambs friend's name, uh -huh. Sean. 
Um, and he was, I, I, so I won. I was like, oh my God, Sean, I won these tickets to Mariah at this show, blah, blah, blah. He booked a ticket please, from Australia. Please, no. He booked a ticket and everything. And then, like, the two, he was, I think he was about to go to the airport. And I got an email saying, sorry, cancelled. You're kidding I was like, Sean, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Luckily, he had insurance and got his money back. But Mariah... Oh, thank goodness. Look what happens when you cancel things. People... Yeah. Can we talk about the May 13th Vegas show, Mariah? Oh, Dan. That's a terrible tragedy. We'll get into that one in another minute. We'll talk about... Maybe we should do a show on cancellations. <laughs> well, she's only cancelled literally maybe like three or four times. Yeah, she's usually good. Um, but, yeah. May 13th. Uh, Apart from that. I'm, I'm a little upset about that. But anyways, we got a bunch of great interviews coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to get into that. But I have just something to get off my chest, Martin. What's I've been struggling all week with it. Number one, I uh, have been going like two months without an ID oh, here yeah. in New York. Like, it's virtually impossible to get anything done with when you have no ID. Yeah. So I don't have an ID. I don't have a social security card. My wallet was stolen. And, it's in New York City. Uh, exactly. It's not the first time my wallet was stolen here. But I lost everything, and I've been struggling so much to get this That's, back. There's and nothing worse than losing your wallet. Nothing worse. In New York City, they card you for everything. Everywhere. Like, everything. Buying socks at H&M. Yeah. I went into... Anyways, long story short, I went into my local pub hmm. that I've been going to for, like, two years now. They have a new guy bartending. Uh-oh. I go in there for lunch one day, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll have, like, a burger. I don't even remember what it was. And uh, he said, and I said, oh, I'll have this beer. I had it the other day. It was really good. And he said, yeah, can I see an ID? And I said, oh, are you serious? Yeah. First of all, I'm well over my 30s. <laughs> um, but he literally would not serve me. I'm like, sir, I come here all the time. He's a new guy. He has to do it. I have never been carded in that place. I'm, I was a little upset. Not just because, like, I wanted a beer, but it's yeah. just like, are you kidding me? It's like, annoying. You just it's want annoying a beer. because, like, I've been carded for so many things. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, buying socks at H&M. Who would have thought? Anyways. That's the so worst. that's my horrible week of trying to get my ID in New York City. It's it's not easy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's all right. Life I, goes on. I'll go to the liquor store for you if you okay, want. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll pretend like I'm like under 21. Remember those days? I actually never did that when I was younger. I was uh, a good kid. Yeah, I never I like. Not anything I did. I well, never... you know, Australia it's 18 to the limit. Oh, the sh- age. So you. No wonder. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I didn't know that. I snuck into a few clubs though. See here, I went to clubs that they were like 18 and over clubs, so they like. It was like, whatever. Oh. I got my club fix at 18, and I was fine with it. Oh, nice. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do this week, Martin? How have you been? I got lucky this week. Lucky Martin. Yeah, I won tickets to Stevie Wonder's concert in Central Park. Shut up. I know. Wh- amazing. I didn't win. I applied. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, clicked, I clicked online <laughs> at the right time. Well, that's... Hey, you may as well have won. Yeah, but Stevie is on tour, and he um, did these three pop-up shows. I think in Philadelphia, D.C., and one in, and in New York, all in the same day. So one in the morning, one. Oh, in the, shut up! Yeah, so he wrapped it up in New York, and there were free tickets available 4:30 p.m. Like, I just happened to be on my computer and saw it. Oh wow! So I just said, "Click here for free tickets." I was like, "Oh, I like Stevie Wonder," so I clicked. Boom, boom, boom! I got some free tickets. Apparently, it's a big deal. Completely sold out straight away. Everybody wanted to go. Yeah, it's Stevie Wonder. So of course it was amazing. Like you know, he comes out. He's Stevie Wonder. It looks great. 
joking, like so charming and funny on stage. Did all his hits, sounded amazing, especially after doing three shows that day. That's his third show. I know, that's like amazing for someone to do. Yeah. Like three shows, three different cities in one day. Incredible. Only Stevie Wonder. Mariah, can you do that? I would yes, love it. I know. That would be crazy. Can you just pop up in Central can you just Park? Just pop up. Like Please. do a pop up show? That would be so much fun. That's what she needs to do. I know. Maybe Stevie Wonder can join her on stage. She'll uh. play some harmonica. Yes. Oh, by yes. the way, we totally forgot to talk about Make It Look Good for Make last week's episode. Go- I know. We, there was a lot that we missed out on Mia and Mariah, but there was so much. We're going to get to a lot more of that album and more yeah. later on, guys. We also we forgot about Supernatural, another great song. Another great song. And major song on the album. And one of my favorites, Heavenly. I know. We uh, missed so much. I know, but we'll, we'll Let's get do to a, that. We're going to have to do like a revisit, we'll revisit of that it. album of course. in the meeting. We can always revisit. So. Yeah. So don't get angry if we uh, didn't talk specifically about your favorite song. Uh-huh. We'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, but let's get to what Mariah's been going on yeah. with now. It's kind of busy week. With she's been, had a busy week herself. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm at the DMV every day. Mariah's <laughs> flying around the globe. Yeah. Um, now I read this article from Variety that she is um, could be doing possibly a a reality show. I know she has oh, some, like a movie, I heard the about Christmas that. movie coming up and stuff. But yeah. her new manager um, is very involved with um, a lot of reality shows that are that are produced for VH1 and MTV and stuff. Now, who is her new manager? Her new manager, I cannot pronounce the the lovely lady's last name, but her first name is Stella. Okay, um, and she's fairly new to the Mariah camp, as far as I know. Good. Because uh, exactly, yeah. Mar- well, I think when Mariah went back to Sony, she keeps going around in circles. Yeah, exactly. She like got a little bit of a new team there. Yeah. So so that's always good. A little fresh. Start. I think LA is helping her like freshen it up. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I feel like she's kind of stuck in the same circle, going back to JD and Randy, and mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. she needs to break out of that. Yeah, you need like people who are like professionals in, in the business. Mm-hmm. Not that you know these people who were working for Mariah don't know what they're doing, but it's always good to freshen it up. Uh, An outside perspective. An outside perspective, you know. Um, So anyway, so I I was reading this small little article, but um, she's working with Stella now, and Stella has her hand uh, all over that kind of stuff, so it would be interesting, because you know Mariah is like... Now, the article is about a new, like, production deal or something? It's essentially about a new production deal, which I think could be tied in with the whole um, uh, Rat Pack production group with um, James Packer and and Brett Ratner. Ratner. Um, And with Stella managing her, I think it's it's just all the pieces are sort of falling together, so I think that's going to be a good opportunity for her. Now, do you think she's going to do a reality series? Or do you think it might be, like, some kind of Mariah singing competition, Mariah making a band? I don't I wouldn't want to see Mariah and making the band, but a reality show of Mariah and her life, I would love. VH1 did one of those a few years back during the Charm Bracelet era. It's called more like Mariah Around the World or something. Oh like yeah, that. it's not the DVD. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. they just followed her a little yeah, bit. They just followed her during her overseas uh, promotion for the Charm Bracelet album, like when she went everywhere. That I love. Yeah, actually, I remember when I was moving to New York. They played that, Qantas, an Australian airline, played that on the plane. Oh, wow. Um, I had never seen it. I was like, what the heck is this? Oh, my God. You were like, <laughs> it was a oh, sign. that major flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a sign from Mariah. Yeah. So, we'll see what comes of that. But I, it's interesting that she's dating James Packer. He's yeah. with Brett Ratner and the production company. And yeah, stuff's all happening. That. It's all sort of, like, coming together. Oh, good. So, again, we're going to have a, an exciting year, I think. Oh, by the way, speaking of James Packer, mm-hmm. did you hear about the major... Just shade he threw at Madonna? No. He just like 
made this comment about how amazing Mariah is, and then just basically said, and Madonna's not. I, I've got a quote. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Let me read you what James we, we straight up said. So here's what James said. Uh, where did I read this? The Daily Mail. Okay. Mariah is just incredible. Amazing. She really is. She's a genius. We know that. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else is there? There's Barbara Streisand, Whitney Houston, and Mariah Carey. Not Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Those three can sing five octaves. Yeah. Not. What did Madonna, Madonna. do to him? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, did Madonna do something to him? I have no. You tell me. Madonna's You're the Australian. Been, Madonna's been quiet. She has. She has not She's been, been ruffling any any diva's feathers. Hasn't been coming from Mariah. <laughs> She's been supportive and loving. Exactly. Living for love lately. Speaking of shade, though, I just want to give a little heads up to the lambs and the oh. listeners. Next week's episode is going to be a good one. Next week's episode is going to be a good one. It's going to be all about the shade, the shade of it all. Yes. It's going to be Mariah's. Some of Mariah shadiest moments yeah so definitely tune into that because that is a topic we all love we should pick some shady lyrics too oh well actually guys tweet us shady mariah lyrics shady mariah lyrics and we know there's a bunch yeah at lamely meeting at lamely meeting hashtag it yes all right um so the big one mariah was in israel i know her first concert in israel yeah um and it was huge it was sold out twelve thousand people yeah people were a bit mad why are you mad? She was an hour late. <laughs> that's, but that's fine. I, that's Mariah time. I, that's Mariah time. Yeah. If you don't expect that, I mean, honestly, she didn't have an opening act. No. If she did have an opening act, you'd still have to wait that extra hour anyways. Yeah. So it's like, come Which on. I'm totally fine with because both Dan and I had an experience at Christmas, different days, but we were both late for some reason. And we're thanking God Mariah True. was late. We're like, thank God she was 20 minutes late yeah. today. Otherwise, I would have missed it. So all the people that were mad at Mariah for being late, there's probably a lamb there who needed Who's that time so to get there. so grateful that she was late. Yeah. So you got to take it both ways. Yes, think think of the full um, picture. So she did she did a full set list. Yeah, so this was like one of her random concerts. Like right. there's no particular reason it, to do it. It's not a tour. It's not a tour. It's not necessarily the vague. It's not the biggest set list. Although she did have some of the set pieces, like the she had the bare bones essential set pieces. Yeah, but she didn't have like all the extra. She had stuff. those like sale things that move. Yeah, like the big background, which I really like. You know, I never yeah, really, really paid cute. attention to them, but I didn't realize they shift and move and. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm expand and contract and all that kind yeah. of stuff that's fun she needs it that is. it gives it adds an extra little visual she, she left um, the butterfly at home she left the, yeah the, the big the old big, butterfly she left it in vegas <laughs> <laughs> i mean that that'd probably be hard to transport yeah who knows that's fine uh, it's fine it was a cute so little concert. set was great yeah perfect the set list interesting was very interesting it's not the vegas set list but you know she's probably sick of singing those songs anyway uh, i don't think she even wanted to sing those songs she did not yeah 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 <laughs> she's doing it or for s- the love of the lambs yeah so um, what she opened with she oh do you know what she opened with that video that intro video that she recycled from mm-hmm. the, the elusive chanteuse tour. tour um what is it called the 110th street yeah it's a bobby womack song right very like cool i think it's like 60s or 70s um-esque um very new york sounding and her yeah. video doesn't make sense right now the video from what i know it's like just a bunch of like it's uh, like a bunch new york of like scenes. new york scenes yeah and then random scenes and then she's like a james bond what is that thing in the middle in the beginning of James Bond the golden eye whatever um, it is or the, um, the gun target yeah what that is scene that? In, that opening scene from James Bond where the girl's in the circle yeah and she's in the silhouette moving around moving yeah. around and I mean but that I doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense because James Bond is English so why is there New York scenes <laughs> alright I have a suggestion okay what is it I like the New York theme 
Yes. Because Mariah's, Mariah's New, York, New Yorker. And that's where she that's where it all began. Yeah. And that's a that's a common theme everybody loves. So edit out the Bond scenes, because they make no sense. And then add scenes of Mariah in black and white, like walking around the streets yeah. of New York in a Mar- trench coat. Yeah, like lust. Mariah in She's New a spy, York. maybe. Like yeah. we can go with that theme. Seventies looking almost like scenes from the roof video, like when she was in New oh York my City. God, that love kind it. of that kind of thing. Let's replace it with that. Just have shots of Mariah like walking around, people coming up to her. Then she gets in a cab at the end of the video, of the intro video. Uh-huh. She just drives away, and then her coming out on stage is her coming out yeah, in, in a yellow a cab. cab Someone yellow... opens the door, and Mariah came and to have boom, a party. That's her entrance. Yeah, isn't that so much more that cleaner so and better? Much, it, it, it really is. Mariah, call me if you need a I know. new director. I <laughs> <laughs> And what a small change, it makes more sense. It does. Come I on. agree. I would agree with that. It'll be more fun. Like New York. It is. And it's Mariah. Yeah. And that's a perfect, like, not tour-esque moment. Right. It would be, it would add it's a more great story value time. to the overall production, I think. Yeah, so come on, Mariah. You know, a little something extra. We're paying attention to these things. You need to... Just saying. <laughs> Just keep that in the limelight. Um, but now the set list, though, was a little bit different. Yeah. But she did the basics. Um, of the fan you, favorites. Fan favorites and all that jazz. Um, I was a little surprised that she did her little um, I Know What You Want part. Yeah, she, she hasn't done, done that for a that while. since Charm Bracelet, essentially. No, you know, she did that in the um, Chanteuse tour, but it was part of that did medley. She? Oh, that quick... that's right. She did the medley uh, yeah. in the... Okay, so scratch what I just said. Uh. <laughs> um... <laughs> but she's bringing it back. She likes it. But she's it. bringing it back. And she didn't do it in a medley this time. She just did her part. Yeah. Right? So uh-huh. that was fun. You know, her voice was strong. Yeah, overall, I really liked it. Her yeah. voice was really strong. Yeah, the whistle... Um, she did hashtag beautiful. The whistle at the end was really good. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, vision um, of love. She sang the whole vision of love, yeah. which she has been mixing with Infinity for a lot of her last uh, performances, which yes. is fine and cute, but like Vision of Love alone is what I love, and I love when she sings it, and she did an amazing job this time. Yeah, so she did it in a lower key, which I think helps her sing it right. a bit easier. Yeah, I think she dropped it down a step or something. I wish I knew more about music, but that's what it sounds like. I, we're actually going to find an expert to come and break it down for us. Okay, that's another that's show. On we're we're going to get a Mariah lesson. Okay, good, because yeah. we need it. We need some technical words. Um, you know, because we're not, we're not uh, qualified. Yeah. I know the, like, some little basics, but... Uh, right. I mean, after you've been listening to Mariah for 25 years, you get a little bit of insight on her voice and where she's going with it, but yeah, we don't, we're don't. we not experts here, people. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, Vision of Love was amazing. Yeah. My All was great. My All is all... I think that's one of her favorites to do, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she loves that. And I'm yeah. sure she's feeling it. Of course. These days. Of course. <laughs> um, and I love it because she always has, like, that signature vibrato in it. Yes. It's like, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and, like, she usually ends that song on a high note. Like, not, like, a literal high note, but, like, her belting at the end is so strong, usually. And she did that. How do you feel about her ditching the um, the dance remix oh, moment? Went, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm, I was getting a bit I'm tired okay with of that. it. Yeah. I like it, but yeah. it was fun for a while. She can mix it up, I feel. Because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love when she goes into like the original and then into the remix, uh-huh. so I love that. But, you know, it's mix fine. it up, do the regular ballad. I'm yeah. okay with that. Mm-hmm. We belong together. Always good. Yeah. Always has great it's, control. 
She was good in this one. That's, yeah. a, that's a really difficult song for her to sing. It is. But uh, she did a good job. And yeah. Hero, of course. This was a great Hero performance. Do you know, I feel like she's um, really getting into the song again. I think again. she's liking it more and more. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. she talks about how she it was she, not her favorite for the yeah. longest time. But it's actually starting to... Uh, it's growing, growing, it's re-growing growing on her. her. It's growing well, because, on me too, actually. Because she sings it now with such uh, sincerity. And intent. And intent. And yeah. like she really believes in it. Yes. Because she knows that we do. So it's yeah. like this whole thing, I think... Um, I think she's really feeling it now. Yeah. I think it's just so perfect for her. And she sings it in a way now where it's not that schmaltzy 90s ballad. No. She switches it up just enough yeah. to really let you feel it. And I love it. Do you know, I, I kind of was sick of that song for a while. Um, basically, when she was sick of it, probably like around the, the 90, um, late 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, she was sick of singing it. But she just did it because she, she had to. Had to Everybody otherwise, you know, made she'd get hate mail and... But, God knows. Um, yeah, last year was kind of having a difficult time at the end of the year. Just so much stress going on. And she sang it at the Christmas show and I started crying. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> and I totally Let got back into it. I tell you, I, I, needed I to hear it. I yeah. know which show was. Now, I think we were at that same show and I, we'd heard her sing it before. We weren't sitting by each other, but... No. I literally was almost in tears as well. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what performance you're talking about. And it was seriously... Because uh, she was really feeling it. Was she feeling got emotional. It. She got emotional. Uh, we, oh my god, the uh, yeah, whole yeah, yeah. audience was just a buzz over it. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. one of her best hero performances. Like, it's just getting better with age. Yeah, it really is. I love it. Yeah. I love hero. Oh. So, well, you know, it'll it'll just keep going. And she's still bringing it back out. She's, she's still bringing doing it. Back it. And I love it's that. It's getting better and better. I love her for that. The press were not impressed. No. Mm. Well, what did we say in our last uh, episode? That the press is usually not impressed. No. What were they They're not so impressed tough. with this time? They didn't like that she was late, which uh, is fine. Okay, that's Mariah time, people. I know. Like we said earlier, get used to it. I'm used to you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay home if you don't. <laughs> exactly. If you're busy, stay home. If you're just going to be hating. Yeah. Um, you know, commenting on her voice as always. It well, sounds strange you know, and tired. Again, but do you know what? If you want 1990 Mariah, get on YouTube and watch yeah, that. Exactly. And the day that you can sing better than Mariah... Yes, please show her how to do it. Right. Then you can speak up, Yes. get on stage, do what she does, uh-huh. and then we'll talk. Yeah. But that's not going to happen, so... Well, you know, from what I saw, I thought she was pretty good. I thought good. she was great, too. Yeah. I think she gave a really solid performance there. Yeah, really good. Um, Thank God for those Vegas shows. Really just helped they, her voice. Exactly. It's really helping her voice the strengthen more she, up. The more she sings on a regular basis, the better she sounds. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Vegas is great for her. Also, it's, you know, it was really hot. It was an outdoor venue. It was really hot. Which is her not voice was always nice and warm. that good. Yeah. Well, it's not good to be super hot or super cold. You want just the right amount of. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an expert here, people. <laughs> I thought, well, whatever <laughs> happened, it worked. <laughs> she sounded great. Um, but we have been talking, talking, talking about Mariah, and we haven't even gotten to our interviews. We got to do this. Oh, should we start it's the time meeting? For the meeting. Let's start it. Let's start it. Lamely meeting. Lamely meeting. Again, here we go. All right, guys. So, Martin, what? how's this going to go here? Um, so, we've picked five television interviews mm-hmm. with Mariah. And this is based, we chose these basically because we get to know Mariah behind the singing, behind the music. We get to know her as a producer, as a songwriter, um, how she works with people, the business side of things. Right. 
as she's a, not just a, a, a voice. She doesn't. She does not stand there and sing. She yeah. has her finger in all in everything behind the scenes. Well, that's I don't know that that's a phrase that you, her finger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, let's just we, we say we have our hand in things here. I don't know how y'all Aussies do it. <laughs> Is that how it goes? That's how it goes, but that's fine. Um, but we should get in right away because there's a lot to talk about with these interviews. So we should rewind back to the beginning. Let's take a rewind back to the nineties. Okay, let's get into it. So we're going back to 1992. We found a good one. This is a good one. I don't think a lot of people have seen this. No. I've seen it before, but it's, it's been so long. And thank you to the person who videotaped it and saved put it. it. Up. I love when they put this stuff up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Okay, so the video is... Uh, the TV show is a show called Rockline, and it was on MTV in 1992. In 1992. Now, they filmed this right before she filmed um, the MTV Unplugged. Unplugged. MTV yeah. Unplugged. Uh, Which was another huge milestone. Huge too, milestone Before for that her. happened. Exactly. This is right before that. So this is still so early in her career. Yeah. Um, she only had um, two albums now. Yeah, she's so only on her second album. Mariah Carey debut yeah. and Emotions. And Emotions, which had, at this point had sold three million copies already. Yeah. Um, so it was super good. But what else I really love about this interview is it's basically like a talk show where viewers call in. Yeah, so we should describe um, what's going on. So it's basically Mariah and this host sitting on a John stool. John Norris. I know uh, us Americans, we know John Norris. Oh, if, see, you, if you ever watched uh, uh, MTV, he's always been there. He's done a couple interviews with her, actually. Okay. So, But this is, I think, one of his first with her. Um, They're basically sitting on two stools with a microphone in front yes. of their face. And sort of like we are right now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> kind of just like this. Not much has changed. No. <laughs> Uh, Mariah's wearing jeans and a little, like, jersey cardigan thing. Yeah, uh, a flannel, if you would. A flannel, A yeah. lady flannel. Yeah. For the females. Cute and simple. Exactly. Her hair's all curly. The classic Mariah curls. Yeah, she has her little heart pendant. Her heart pendant, which she actually talks about in this interview, which is really interesting, because if any of you lambs in the, lamb know, lands in the land know, um, she just had a contest Yes. Through St. Jude's, I believe. Was that was it? Or Saint something Jude's. like that. Yeah. And uh, she was giving that away. Yeah, if you donated money. A, yeah, but I think it was a replica. I don't think it was the real thing. Yeah, but just, she's keeping but that's it. That's just me. Yeah. I actually think she lost it. Oh, probably. Yeah. So tiny. Remember, like, mm. in the 90s, or late, late 90s, like, 98? We are so off topic, Martin. I can't <laughs> stop talking about it. But it's very relevant because she talks about this in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think she lost this pendant. <laughs> I think she lost this pendant because she had that like long necklace that she was wearing. It was almost like a chain. She had a bunch of little pendants and things on it. I think even her original wedding ring she had on there, and she said she lost it one day. That's all I know. I could be making that up. If any lambs can confirm that, I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to know. <laughs> we need to know. I think she lost all of that, that necklace. Oh, okay. I think she lost it. Yeah. But anyways, okay. Back. Well, thank God it's been documented in this video. <laughs> yes, thank God uh, that we have you know it here in the video when she talks about it. But anyways, okay, back to the back to the 1992 Rockline MTV. Well, why this is great is because this is really early Mariah. Like we're right. two albums in, and she's already like hammering us with the information that she's writing everything. She's exactly, that is so yeah. on top of it. She uh, not only talks about her musical influences, but like the fact that she would not be doing this if she wasn't able to write yeah 
Uh Um, And I think that's really good. And you know what I find fascinating about Mariah's writing process, Mm -hmm. um, which she mentions again in this interview, is she doesn't come up with like a lyric or something or, you know, a phrase or a chorus. She comes up with the melody. The melody first, which I didn't know that. It's all melodic to her, which is, you know, if she was better at playing the piano, she would be able to do a lot of this herself. But the melodies come to her so quickly. But, you know, I'm sure she's great at playing the piano. Right. I'm sure she's just fine. She she can definitely play it, but it's like she says that, like, the melodies and the chords come to her in her head so quickly that, like, her fingers start stumbling over each other and she can't. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she prefers to work with, like, a a really good piano guy, which back in this day, she, she was working with a couple producers, but... Um, uh, Walter Asanasiev, if that's how you say his As- name, Asanasiev, uh, something? something like that. Yeah. Walter A. Yeah, was her main piano guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. At, at this point, uh, and they started working together during Love Takes Time. So, and I think she mentioned that um, she was like one of his first, the first people that she could, like collaborate that he collaborated with. True, that's right. That, yeah, and yeah, that's that also the beginning of his career. It, Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and they were a great pair. They were a great yeah. team. Because he went on to work with some really amazing people later on. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's still writing music. Yeah. So he's still out there. He's also getting, I'm sure, some sort of royalty for all I want for Christmas is you. Oh, that's a sidebar. Yeah, forever. Um, but you know what's great about this interview is that uh, Mariah wants everybody to know that she doesn't just stand there and sing, and that's never right. what she wanted to be. She. She's not, uh, not to be shady, but she's not a Whitney Houston singer. We love, we love Whitney. Love Whitney's amazing voice, but she's not that person. She wants everybody to know. That she is involved in every step of the process, which yeah. in the beginning of this interview, um, they play some earlier clips that Mar- that MTV had of Mariah, mm-hmm. um, particularly from the year before when she won her Grammy for Best New Artist. Oh, yeah. Um, and they show a clip of her uh, saying something to the effect of she's glad that she got this award because it brings back the validity of this award. Because the integrity the, of the award. The integrity of the award because it had been given to some people who were not um, true artists. Yeah. <laughs> I think the year before she won, Millie Vanilli won. Yeah, so that tarnished um, the whole, so, but that here's tarnished a, the here's a quick clip of her, of her saying from the get-go that she wants everyone to know she's a singer-songwriter. Hit it. With all the controversy surrounding this award, I hope to bring it back to real singer-songwriter category and hope that everyone following me can be as proud as I am to receive this award and to be acknowledged in this way. Speaking of singer-songwriters, in this interview, uh, Mariah mentions that Carol King approached her with um, the idea to, that Mariah cover Natural Woman. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And Mariah said, no, that's not what she does. As we can tell, she's a singer-songwriter. She doesn't just take people's songs and do them. I think that's a testament of her character, too. She's sticking to her guns. She doesn't want to be branded as the singer, the the one-trick pony. She's more than that. Yeah, so that's how we got the song, If It's Over. Which is... Amazing. Yeah. Now, was that on the Emotions album? That or was that on was the Emotions album? It was, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, she performed it at the Grammy. She performed the MTV it on... MTV Unplugged. Yeah. 
it was great yeah, that's um, a really great song so it's really great and I'm sure we'll have a Lamley meeting all about that song but yeah um, but she explains how they got together and like wrote the song in a couple of hours or less yeah. well when you get two good songwriters together I'm I mean, sure it's you really can easy. just throw it together really quick mm-hmm. um, that's what professionals do one of my favorite parts of this interview is actually uh, towards the end where Mariah's almost like predicting the future hmm. she's like you know all I really want is to sing and write music and yeah. I don't have to be on top of the charts i just hope to be able to sing for the rest of my life yeah you know i feel like um that message got disconnected in this um back end of her career where she has all these number one singles and this enormous success and people think that's what she was always trying to do right and now she's not now she's not hitting those high marks anymore people do you think mariah really is that concerned with uh, having a number one she never was she's already had them yeah she doesn't need that she never cared about it she never cared She wanted to just write and sing music. Whatever it takes for me to be able to sing and have a career doing what I do and what I I love to do is fine. And, you know, I can't say, oh, I don't want to be a pop star. You know, it's it's a dream come true to be doing this and to be having success. Um, So, you know, I mean, you're not always going to be popular on the pop charts or whatever, but hopefully I can be a singer for the rest of my life. That brings us... To 1993 fast mm. forward one year and she's doing a uh, MTV soul to soul interview mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's for MTV UK yeah and she is promoting the dream lover song the right, song right right mm-hmm. around the uh, release of music box album yeah which was so, a whole something new for her too because um, this was the first time we're getting like a cute fun video from her and right. a dance club remix oh, oh well yes this let's the, start with First of all, Mariah gets off right away saying that she's not happy with a lot of the videos she's done up to the, up to this point. Yeah, and so she's letting us she's letting us know that she was working for somebody else. Like somebody right. else had control of her career. And, now and she's she sick of it. finally she's, has control. Yeah. And she talks about making the video of Dream Lover and her near death experience yes. in the hot air balloon. <laughs> There's this cute little moment where she's describing the making of the Dream Lover video and I think at the end she flies away in a hot air balloon. Yeah. So she's giving us a little behind the scenes moment. We should take a listen at that. Yes. I insisted on going in the balloon. They didn't want to let me go because they thought it was too dangerous and I love adventure. So (laughs) I said, I'm going in this thing. You can't stop me. So I went up and I flew away at the end, but the guy was, I was actually flying it and the guy was underneath my, um, like, you know, the basket so you couldn't see him. And so he would tap me on the leg and I would have to hit the the hot air stuff. So um, all of a sudden he bursts up and we're like about to go over these power lines and I thought I was going to die. It was very, very scary, but I flew away and I had a good time. So listening to that clip, it's almost like that was the most exciting part of the whole 20-minute interview for Mariah. Yeah. The rest of the interview, she seemed very disconnected, very bored, flat. Yeah. very flat. She talks about making this video uh-huh. and like you, her personality comes out yeah. like instantly just talking about it. Yeah. It just goes to show that like during this time in her life, she. This is the time of her life when she was married to Tommy, uh, living in Sing Sing, Sing Sing, a giant mansion the in giant, Long Island. Uh, yeah. Well, upstate New York. Upstate New York. Same thing, though, really. I mean, it's not New York City, so whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the comfortable prison. Yeah. That she was miserable. And, and she was fighting uh, Sony. And so, she's... Yeah. And she's now like telling us that she doesn't want to. She doesn't like what Sony's doing with her music career. Like she's pushing back. She's probably in the midst of pushing back against them. Right. Still not having full control. She had got, probably got a little bit of control in this with this song and this video, 
Still not happy though. And, but even even that, like just that little bit of control that she's getting with yeah. uh, being able to work with people she wants to, like that's a salvation for Mariah at this point, which yeah. is sort of sad. Yeah, yeah. You know, because everybody thinks she's like this, you know, uh, beautiful Cinderella, but like she's actually going through it this whole entire period of her life yeah and, you know she was she's newly married actually i think this is she she's still in her honeymoon stage and everything's sort of falling apart well if you read the unauthorized bi- biography um there's this part there's, they mentioned after she got married there's this scene there's, in my mind there's this scene of her <laughs> on her honeymoon like running across the beach crying miserable what I, have I, I do done? remember a story like that i'm yeah, sure it's like the same sh- thing she it's regretted like, doing sh- that absolutely straight away absolutely but you know when you're stuck in that whirlwind yeah it's like how can you say no and it's really a world that we will never experience yeah like she just got sucked into it's that somehow. just y- you can't blame her for what happened um but you know but i also think this is um we get to see her as an artist starting to emerge out of this right. corporate um structure you know imagine like telling picasso how to paint his paintings like she's right. a singer a songwriter she just wants to do whatever she wants but somebody else or a group of people a have group control of people and you know and she's over and, it and they're not allowing her any control on the visualization of her career yeah which is bringing us to our next interview which is from 1996 yes. just about three years after this interview mm-hmm. uh, again with VH1 but uh, what's very fascinating about this interview which is a must listen for any of you uh, lambs out there it's uh, VH1 1996, the show is called VH121. And she talks about finally being able to have control over the visual aspects of her career. Uh, She directed the fantasy video. Starting with the fantasy video. Yeah. The interviewer um, did did ask her a great question saying, Do you visualize the whole thing when you're writing your songs? And she said, No. No. I write the songs and then that comes afterwards. And then she made a really great point that it's hard to get the visual out of her head and onto the screen. Exactly. So she likes to work with people who will help um, bring help her, her, lo- help her vision, create that vision. Yeah. Whereas before, you but know. But Mariah's also like really cute in this because she says like I'm not educated in film. Like I, right. I don't know these things, but I need to. I need but people to help me. But she wants to know that. Yeah. She yeah. wants to have control over everything because she's a perfectionist mm-hmm. and she knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. And it's. Uh, it's a big thing to have not only a good song, but in today's age, and even back in 1996 and before, the whole MTV era, you had to have good visuals that went along with it. Yeah. That that was half of a song's success back then. Yeah, yeah. So, because Mariah was, that, wants to be yeah. successful, she wants to have her hand in the video making. That were the days of, you know, people wake up in the morning, turn on the video yes. shows um, yes exactly on the and weekend. they have a block of videos yeah and you uh, had to be on that uh-huh on that cycle that was it you had to be in that rotation otherwise no one's no one's gonna see you yeah and because that's because you have to remember this is 96 mariah's like how old 25 she's 26 she's a young woman and yeah. she doesn't want to be on the adult contemporary genre right. in that she genre anymore be singing the celine dion ballads forever no like she's so young like she wants to be in the fun right i mean and not even cycle. just outside of the whole visual aspect this is also a very very good interview because she talks about having creative control over her music as well finally mm-hmm. even though throughout the past six years of her career she's been getting more and more and more yeah but this is fantasy with odb this is where this is where the like, real mariah cracks the egg this, like she's coming the out egg has been cracked she is debuting slowly but surely and that was monumental 
completely radical. Yeah. Like, no one no one had done it like this before. No. And no one will do it ever again. I can remember I can remember being in the car with my father. I can remember what section of the road we were on, <laughs> what radio station, what I was wearing. Yes. When I first heard that song, I'm I was like, what you, the hell I is this? I remember when I first heard Fantasy, it was when the uh, music video debuted. Because um, I don't think I'd heard it on the radio prior to that. But it was on the radio. It was on the MTV debut. It was right before school that morning. Uh, we were getting ready at my grandmother's house for some reason. And she had this big TV. And I was just could not leave until the video premiered. So I was almost late for school. <laughs> but I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, because see, it's such a pivotal point. Yeah, but you know, that was really shocking for um, a lot of the music critics out there. Oh, of course. Uh, I think a lot of listeners too. Like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah. But, um, so in this interview, Mariah talks about how aware she is of the critics. Of the critics. And she knows knows that those critics that are out there to slam her, they shouldn't be... They shouldn't be reviewing her stuff. They shouldn't be reviewing her her music to begin with. They're just haters. Yeah, really. um, She has really great... um, insight into the yeah. into the journalism music journalism world and this right. interview is really great she's she's very aware of how it all works i'm not going to generalize about all critics because um i think that there are some critics who really pride themselves on being fair and and giving things a chance um and i recognize that more with this album and i've been you know growing up and growing as an artist since i put out my first album and also trying to um, put myself more in control of everything that I've been doing since my first album, just in terms of, of the music itself and, and knowing how to translate what I'm feeling into the, the final product and the end result. So some criticisms have helped me a lot and some, I think, are... Um, people's opinions who would never like the type of music that I do and who just are completely into alternative or completely into a totally different style of music and shouldn't be reviewing what I do anyway. Mm-hmm. Because it's not fair. It's not. It's not fair. And also, if somebody's given your past three albums like a review that says basically you should become um, an accountant and like <laughs> quit the music business, I don't think that it's fair to the public for them to review your record and for them to give you for them to rip you to shreds because they can't wait and they're calling up the record company and saying, give me the advance of the Mariah album so I can rip her to shreds again. I can't wait. My, my pen's itching. My finger's itching here. You know? I mean, it's like these people can't wait. They are like foaming at the mouth to do these, to do these reviews. And it's like, look, review it on the basis of what I've done, my prior work, and the people that I'm appealing to and what they like. Not what you and your circle of friends like. All right, guys. Now is your time to go grab a splash. We're going to be right back with MTV Raw, the butterfly interview. Dan, I really love this next clip. Yes. It is um, from the butterfly era. Which is the best. Yep. MTV Raw. Uh, hosted by Tabitha Soren. Soren, who's not yeah. that pleasant. Well, you know, she's a she's a business lady. She's, she's an interesting got a strong interview. Fist. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this interview is actually so, um, so crucial in Mariah's career because this is the time we discover that she's completely shifting gears. She's busted out of that adult contemporary genre. She's fired her lawyers, her manager, her publicist. Tommy's 
gone. Tommy's She's gone. divorcing Tommy. She's changed her look. Her hair's changed. The dresses are shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Everything has completely and changed. Mariah's finally being She's Mariah. busted out. She's busted out. So I love this interview. I love everything about the entire Butterfly era. Mm. Um, and for any lamb out there, this is a must-watch interview. If can you I, haven't watched it... Can I tell you something? It's like, yes. I don't really like early Mariah before this. Really? Yeah. Well, I love all Mariah. I mean, I like But her. I do love... This is when I really love her I the most. I do love, like, Butterfly Era is, like, really good. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll get to the we'll album do, later. That's going to be like a multi-show. Uh, that's going to be yeah. many editions and volumes. Um, this is when I kicked in, like, I love it. Like, yeah. this is good. Well, you know, she really shows her true... Uh, talent, yeah, you know, in singing and writing, mm-hmm. um, and her love of music really comes out as well because she's able to blend so many genres together with yeah. this album, which mm-hmm. is super, super good. And just one brief side note: I don't know if any of you other lambs noticed this, but the dress she is wearing is also the dress that she wore on the cover of the Cosmo magazine. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just me. I notice those things. <laughs> but anyways, actually, she wore she recycled a few dresses in, in this interview. She wore that, the Honey video oh, remix yes, video. Yes, remember? But it was in a different tone. Different tone. But yeah, right. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is fine. This is the look she's going for. This is what she's given us, and we yeah. love it. Um, but again, this whole interview really goes which, into. Also, by the way, if you watch the um, other interviews that we were talking about, she's wearing jeans, she's wearing like long sleeve shirts and tops, and very, very, right. um, what do you call that? Conservative. Conservative. <laughs> this is not conservative. This is not covered. conservative. The she whole has, time. Uh, everything's out, the short skirts. The big hair, Mm -hmm. whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But this is such a transitional uh, interview for her, and it's it really pinpoints um, a a turning point, and that's why she named the album Butterfly. It's literally a metamorphosis. She's coming out of the cocoon. She's coming out of the cocoon, and you can tell that with the people that she worked with. Mm -hmm. Now, in this interview, she goes a little bit into working with people like Bone Thugs on Breakdown, which is one of the best songs on the album. Like still ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Yeah. That if you release that right here today, 2015, it'd be a hit, big time. When it never got the uh, the single treatment mm-hmm. from uh, Sony Records, mm-hmm. it should have been a single, and it should have been number one. It got released like in some other countries. I have a I have a single. Of yeah, that. I mean, and it was a B side to um, Oh, and the My All. On uh, My All, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I mean, and obviously there's a video for it. So Mariah really wanted it because she yeah. treated it like a single, but they never actually released it. Oh, just sidebar. I remember. I remember around um, Emancipation. She, I think she released "We Belong Together." Or, or I read. A, I read. I read a, re, a review, and the reviewer said, "Oh, Mariah's copying Beyonce's rapid delivery style." I was just um, thinking, "Fuck you!" Are you kidding me? Mariah invented that with <laughs> Breakdown like ten years she, ago. Well, yeah, she was the first person who really did that. She like, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but she took on the way that Bone Thugs sang. Yeah, they're like their style of rap. Their style. She sang to it. She sang to that and she did it better than they do it. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It's such an amazing song. I mean, come on. And we would never get that if she was working in her... With Sony, if they had control. Exactly. Thank God for this moment. Thank goodness. Um, She also worked with Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott on Baby Doll, Mm -hmm. which at first was not my favorite song on the album, but now it's like, I love it. It's part of the album. It's really part of the album and um, I love... I love it. I listen to it all the time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do. But another interesting um, turning point with Mariah in this interview, um, in this time period even, 
is this was the last album working with Walter A. Yeah. Who she had made some of her biggest hit songs with. Yeah. But again, his style is that super adult contemporary that. big ballad. Right. Because the ballads that are on this album are in that style yeah. still, but they're still, they still, um, they're not boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they're great songs. Um, you know, Tabitha asks her about that in this interview, and Mariah sa- and says, "Is is a growing pain? Is that right? Is that why you had exactly what's a going on? on?" And I mean, essentially, she says it's like telling your best friend a secret and yeah. him blabbing it to the world. Yeah, yeah. And so I believe, unfortunately, they'll never be working together again. Oh, uh, you know, I secretly hope they do. I would too, but I like think it's it back just around. been so long. I don't think it would happen. Yeah, it might not be good chemistry. It might not do. be good chemistry, and you know, they be before nice. they go, you can't just go like, "Hey, let's work together again." Yeah. It's like you, because Mariah, when she works with people, she works with people she likes. Uh-huh. They would have to restructure and recreate an entire friendship before Mariah would even attempt to work with him again Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that's a lot to rebuild there so i don't think it will happen unfortunately but yeah you can always hope (laughs) never say never never say never never never. (laughs) um do you know what i also like about this interview they talk about the divorce with tommy nice divorce yes do you know i i kind of forgot about um she never hated on Tommy like she always yeah. speaks really well of him and like, appreciates the help that he gave yeah and, I thought, I mean, and you know because Mariah's not going to do that yeah. like even deep down inside she might want to but she's never been that type of person she's not gonna badmouth you mm-hmm. like you know in this interview she still says um, that they're still essentially family let's take a listen to one of the clips of Mariah talking about Tommy because I think it's very good yeah I, I love it let's play it but I, I feel at the same time that hasn't stopped you from making major changes in your life, right? Like splitting with your manager and your lawyer and your husband. Do you mm-hmm. feel like the image that those folks helped you create over the last couple of years is not really what you want to be now? Well, I think it was fitting for, the, for a time, and now I'm just more comfortable in my own skin where I can just be like, this is who I am. You like it? Good. You know? <laughs> Goodbye. No, but um, well, I feel like that really shows. Yeah. Well, I, again, I think it's just learning about myself and dealing with my feelings and stuff. And just for the record, this you're just technically separated. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get divorced, or is there no chance of reconciliation? Well, we're separated at the at this very moment. Yeah. But I mean. It's very difficult to get into personal, personal things. And as soon as anything else happens, the world's going to know about it anyway. So, I mean, it's like, it's just hard to talk about that. Because I do care about him as a person. And I wouldn't ever want it to come across like I'm giving him negativity. Sure. And people can say whatever they want. But, you know, we're still a part of each other's family. You know, we're still close. You know, of course, all families have dysfunction in them and things that aren't perfect and whatever but I mean no matter what happens and you know I'm not going to ever be we're not going to be enemies you know well it'd be so wonderful why not just stay married to him well <laughs> hello Tabitha I see you got your interviewing hat on <laughs> no I'm saying he's a great person but that doesn't mean that it's not time for me to, to go in my own direction right now it's the right thing for me to do so, despite all the serious things that Mariah's talking about in this interview, we actually get to see 
the fun side of her. Exactly. Oh, by the way, this interview's on a boat. Yeah, which they, is a bad they idea. They do it on a boat. Um, well, in the beginning of the interview, you hair see the flying. sun setting, which is gorgeous, but then the, the hair, the wind, wind is blowing. Yeah. The, Tabitha's papers are all over the place. <laughs> I know. <she> is. <laughs> it's kind of funny just to watch them exactly. squirm to stay still. Um, so we get off the boat, and then Mariah drives Tabitha to the club. Hashtag I can't. Okay. Mariah Carey driving. I was so nervous watching her do that. I was nervous too. As you see, they get into the car and immediately her I think like, Tabitha's mer- nervous. Tabitha's well. real nervous. She's like, turn, she's like, turn the radio down. Yeah. Are you sure you can do this? Yeah. And Mariah's like, yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah. Then she checks her hair in the mirror yeah. and then she turns up her butterfly remix and then they're off I to know. the party. Oh my God. That was too in some penthouse hotel apartment or something. Yeah, so um, they get to the ho- get to this hotel. They change ensembles. Yeah, Tabitha's a dog. Okay, yeah. yeah, Tabitha's like that girl. Like she <laughs> literally trying. looks like she's going to the homecoming. Yeah, yeah. and she's uh, yeah. in like a thug party. And you she know looks she like freaking she's in high school. Like, I've got nothing to wear. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch. And here's yeah. Mariah in her gorgeous two piece leather dress tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then boot so tube and like mini all skirt. Of that. Yeah, like. It's the same dress you wore in the Honey Remix video. It's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite moments, I actually have two really favorite moments. Right before they leave the hotel room to enter the party, yeah. M- Mariah opens the door. She turns around. She's like, "Um, can somebody grab my milk? Because she's trying to shed. That's her adult contemporary <laughs> self coming back. <laughs> exactly. She's trying to keep it, uh, you know, a, a PG, if you will. Yeah. But What someone, she's referring to is her champagne. Her Her splash. Yes. She's in the club. I mean, she's hello. in the club, and you're, you know, she's celebrating. That's why I love this because we're also like seeing Mariah not sit there in the chair and talk about music. Right. Uh, she's now like, she can finally just relax. She's and she can talk about the music as she goes through the club. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's Mariah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have one moment. I, if you lambs are watching the video, go to the 15 minute and 37 mark. She's walking down the, <laughs> the corridor <laughs> with Tabitha. Tabitha's asking her questions. She has a handheld mic and there's a lady standing up against the wall like back up against the wall <laughs> Mariah has her milk they walk by this lady and Mariah out of nowhere turns right to this lady's face and says oh hi and just keeps on walking yeah. <laughs> it's like the funniest moment this poor woman <laughs> and I'm like why is Mariah screaming in that woman's face it's so weird this is a really funny interview it, it is good it gives us a lot of serious moments and a lot of light hearted moments yeah but we also get to see that Mariah has fully gained control of her musical career right and then it doesn't last so long it kind of cracks yeah and we're going to talk about that in the next interview yes Okay, so the final video that we're talking about, for now, there's many more to come, is one of my favourites and one of the very, a very revealing interview with Mariah from 60 Minutes Australia. I love this one. It's so good. Uh, it was done in 2002 for the Charm Bracelet album, just before it came out. Mm-hmm. Now, it's done by uh, one of Australia's most respected journalists, Liz Hayes. She is kind of a Diane Sawyer, okay. Anderson Cooper character. Love it. Like, really hardcore journalism. So she comes over to New York. Mariah is on the set of a photo shoot for... What is it? I think it's GQ magazine. Oh, the GQ Germany. GQ, yeah. yeah. The, the theme is Mariah through the rock, rock age, of ages. Which is I amazing. I love this photo shoot. The fan is blowing. Uh, the hair's flowing. Everything. She goes from like punk rock to 
retro 80s uh-huh. to um well, like 70s every, disco yeah, oh my god i love it and this and is, we get to see it and happen. this is um where she debuts um the infamous uh basketball jersey dress oh yeah the michael jordan the one dress. michael sent her yeah and she turned it into a dress oh my yeah, god yeah. i love it okay so it's two so she's in that dress during the interview right and she, she's she, gorgeous by the she way she looks really good makeup done by the fantastic christopher buckle Oh, of course. <laughs> Which, by the way, when I watch this, I feel bad about my life because she's had this enormous career and she's, she's had the breakdown already and this and she's that. Been and she's been through so much. And she's only 33. And she's only 33. <laughs> I'm, I'm 33. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> oh, my God. I haven't even been married once. Yeah. <laughs> When's your album coming out? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> uh, anyway, so she sits down with Liz um, and they really just get... Liz gets in. Yeah. Um, First of all, it starts off with a really great retrospective of Mariah's career, like how she started, her early uh, albums, signing up with Sony, how Tommy discovered her. If you if you need to be reminded of what Mariah, where Mariah came from, they do a really good job of putting that all together. Yeah, not not a lot of people do that very well, and yeah. this one is pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then they mention the breakdown. Yeah. They bring that up straight away. Of course. I mean, everybody at this point is. Um, she, this is her first time promoting anything, essentially after, after the glitter. breakdown. Yeah, uh, post glitter, post, post glitter, EMI. post everything, post all that. Because we're gonna do a show on this about the whole breakdown. Because of just remember that she left Sony, signed that mega deal with EMI. Yeah, glitter bombed. They paid her to go away. It was just a complete. She it had the breakdown. A complete disaster. It, like it was the. Like really, you would think it was the end of Mariah. Like which right, is, and she has every single person on the planet hating her for some god-known reason yeah. who knows why uh-huh. um but yeah everybody turned on her and but here she is back seemingly better than ever yeah and, and, she's, no, and really, she's not afraid to talk about it because liz yeah. asks her like you know she doesn't hold anything back yeah and i love that in mariah interviews and i love that she just kind of said you know it wasn't that bad like i just needed to sleep i was working too much right. like i think people didn't re- people again don't realize she's singing she's writing she's producing yeah. she's promoting she's photo shooting yeah she's this that and the other she's traveling the globe and she mentions that she like you know at some point she was awake sick seven days without any sleep right. like non-stop moving non-stop I mean, come working on. like you're gonna go a little tipsy there yeah um, you, you know you can't when you're Mariah Carey and I think she even says this in the interview it's like there was no saying oh no I'm not gonna go do this thing that I'm supposed to do yeah, I wanna she sleep she did everything she did everything and you would especially when you have it in such an enormous contract and right. a new you're company is relying on you prove yourself and be like I got this I will work Ten times as hard, yeah. because she's so happy to be away from Sony and everything. Yeah. Um, so it was it was just a multitude of factors coming in, but it really was not as bad as people made it seem. No. And, and I think listening to this interview really shows you that. And I think she's very revealing. She tells you the truth about what happened. Like nothing, nothing crazy, but she just yeah. basically said she was exhausted, just needed yeah. rest. Can she get a break? And. Um, back to the other interviews where she was trying to get control, she lost control again. And right. I think that's, she clears, she explains well, how that happened. I think she explains how that happened. I mean, there is, um, there's a thing of like, she wanted the control so badly, mm-hmm. but sometimes you don't, you need the support system behind you. Yeah. And this was her first time doing it mm-hmm. without Tommy. So On her own. Yeah. On her own. So she didn't know how to structure a good enough team to help support her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... I mean, soon after she she got it together. Yeah, and you know she has this. She has a really great quote um, talking about what it was like to leave Tommy, 
and then still function within Sony. Let's take a listen. Right. Yeah. But because I was still, you know, so then I got myself out of that relationship, that personally, but because I was still tied to that relationship corporately as a corporate asset of that huge company and not even really realizing my worth or my value, I had to learn how to assert myself within that system. And that, as a young woman, was ridiculously hard to do. So you have to give her credit for that because if you think about it, she divorced Tommy in her mid-twenties. Yeah. She's still a young woman. So she just explained to us that she had to fight a huge corporation to get control of her career. And that takes a lot of guts. I can't imagine doing for that. For a woman. For a man, even. I mean, anyone anybody. nowadays. Yeah. But look at where she is still today. Yeah. Uh, this is, interview was 12 years ago, almost. Mm -hmm. Or more, if yeah. I don't know math. But she's still doing today what she originally set out to do if we remember from our first interview today yeah. which was to sing and write, write songs. songs and she's doing she's it. still doing it and again she might not be number one all the time yeah but that doesn't mean the music isn't good yeah and all she ever wanted was to just write music and sing and keep doing it mariah exactly i'll keep buying it to me too <laughs> all right dan should we wrap it up i think we have wrapped it up we've covered it all yeah. All right. Send us your comments and stay tuned. Okay, guys, new segment, Lamb Mayo. We've had so much feedback from you that we wanted to read some of our favorites out. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys, and we want more, more, more lamb mail. Don't forget to follow us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Look for us under at Lamely meeting and also use the hashtag Lamely meeting so we can read what you're saying. Absolutely. We have some great comments from um, our last episode. Yeah. And we would just like to let uh, them have a little shout out. So, everyone on Instagram, we have uh, we have S underscore Rafferty. Yeah. And uh, they say, I loved it. I just finished it. And of course, now I have me, I'm, me, I am Mariah. Playing, playing from, from beginning, beginning to end. LOL. You did a great job. Looking forward to the next one. Well, I'm so glad. That's kind of Yay. what we want to do. When people like get festive exactly. again, get involved, and like revisit stuff. Um, um, that's and here we are with Mr. Will to live. He now, says guess he who loved he is. it. Wait, wait, wait. Guess who he is? Who is he? Do you remember on Oprah? Um, she had that after show, and she sent those two lamps to oh Central God, Park. Yes. That's him. That's him. He's in the oh. I Want to Know What Love Is video. Hey, Will. Hey, Will. What I totally friend? remember yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Hit and us he up. wants to know how he can get involved, and uh, we, will, we will be getting in he touch with you. Now, we also we have... love involvement from the lambs. Yeah. We also have I Am John Duff. His comment was, love this. Loved it. Thanks, Thanks John. you, John Duff. Keep writing to us, John. Um... And there's also Jerome from Facebook Damn. had some really great comments about the Me, I Am Mariah uh, album. Oh, by the way, we love feedback, so please write whatever you're feeling and thinking and yeah. send it to us. Because we definitely want to know. Um, if you remember last week, we talked about Faded. It's one of our favorite songs. And Jerome says he cannot agree more with us. And he says that Faded is stylistic, storytelling, hypnotic, and addictive. It is. Yes. And his second favorite uh, from the album is the One More Try George Michael cover. Uh, he says it's 
acrobatic, soul-bearing, and oh-so-modern for the vintage pick. Oh, thanks, is, Jerome. Yeah, thank you, Jerome, which is totally true. I love I love the way he worded that. It's much better than I could do. I guess what else, Dan? <laughs> what else do we got? We had a couple of reviews on iTunes. Yay! We need those. iTunes reviews. Stars. If you can, like, star us, yeah. like, give us a little uh, review little, on that. A little that actually really helps us, so if you guys can help out, we'd appreciate right. it. But guess what? Um, so what are they saying on iTunes? One, two, one, eight. 8MDB said, Great job, Dan and Martin. Very entertaining and informative. This is a must listen for anyone that considers themselves a lamb. I would agree with that. That's I what, would definitely agree. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> also, Lamb for Life 95 said, very entertaining. Can't wait for the next episode. Well, here well, it is. Here it is. And let us know what you think. We covered a lot in this one. So uh, we're yeah. hoping we hear a lot back from you guys. Okay. That's the end of Lamb Mail. There Keep it go. coming. We need more. More Lamb Mail, guys. More, more, more. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, also, don't forget to tune in next episode. We it's have a super, be a good one. We have a really fun one planned. It's Shady Mariah Moments. Which is the best. We all know that not only is she the queen of music, queen of life, queen, queen of, of the world. Queen of... Uh, High heels. <laughs> queen of nail polish. She is queen of Christmas. Queen of Christmas. Uh, and she is also the queen of shade. Yes, she is. So um, we're, we've got some picked out already, but make sure you send us what you guys want to hear. What are your favorite shady Mariah moments? I know. Lamely meeting. Look us up and send us some suggestions. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>